Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. We've got a really great show for you today. Got a lot of great topics, including the upcoming PlayStation Showcase, which is happening tonight. We could see some really good games being announced tonight and potentially a console as well. So we'll be talking about that a bit later on. We'll also be talking about whether CMA right about cloud gaming. We'll be discussing that a bit more. We'll also need to wear EA Sports and how they need to stop making content mistakes if they want to make EA Sports FC a success. We've got loads, loads of great topics for you today. What we've also got is a great new trailer, which I'm going to play for you now. So I'll roll it. Are you prepared to go public with your KD online? or No. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back page of the mirror, you know, your deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three tenths. No, what button is it? Well, hello. <laughs> We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master second man press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. Oh, how fancy is that? Love that. Love that new trailer. Thanks, Will, in the background. Uh, but yeah, we've got a great show for you today. Thank you so much for joining us on YouTube and Facebook. It's the Mirror Game Walkthrough, the weekly gaming news show. Uh, joining me this week is Shabana Arif and Lewis Barton. How are you doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, not bad, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, very good. Thank you for asking. Lewis, nice to see you yeah, again on the podcast. Bad. been a while. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a while now, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad to be back, yeah. Oh, glad, glad to have you on here, mate. Glad to have you on here. Uh, as I said in the intro, we've got some great topics today, but we'll start with our opening topic, which is the PlayStation Showcase May 2023. It's tonight at 9pm BST, and myself and Shibana will be live streaming that, reacting to it live, so make sure you get tuned in for that a bit later on. But for now, we'll be talking about some of our predictions for the event. Uh, so Sony is holding its first PlayStation Showcase of the year today, and it's set to be packed with news on what's in store for the PS5 and PSVR 2. Uh, we've had a couple of PlayStation State of Play events, but the PlayStation Showcase is a much bigger affair. It's going to be about an hour long, or even longer, so there's going to be some really cool stuff being announced, hopefully. Um, some of the games potentially we could see are Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake, there's a mystery uh, Bungie title potentially um, going to be announced as well, and there's a very, very very, very small chance that we can get a look at either the PS5 Pro or maybe the new PlayStation handheld. So there's loads of loads of exciting things uh, potentially coming up this evening. So make sure you stay tuned to the Mirror Gaming YouTube channel for that a bit later on. Uh, but first of all, let's go to the group uh, and we'll talk about what are we expecting to see? Not what we want to see. What what do you think we'll get from, from tonight's event? Well, I think we're definitely going to see uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2. It's the only um, game on the lineup that's coming coming out this year right so we'll definitely see that um in terms of other definites i mean it's not been a lot that's been confirmed so i think other than that it's just all going to be speculation and wishful thinking um probably final fantasy 16 the game is coming out soon or at least a demo so it would be weird not to show that plus we did have that in a state of play but you could argue because we've seen so much of it just last april maybe they won't waste any time on it now so i'm ignoring about that one 
Um, but yeah, other than that, I think it's just wild speculation and hopeful dreams of what people want to see on the in the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Lewis, I know you're our resident FIFA man, um, but you also look at a lot of our sports outs games as well. Is there anything that you've looked at that you're sort of excited or would be, would be excited to play coming up? I mean, from what we might expect in this launch, I'd love to see a handheld console release. I know it's, again, a bit of speculation, but, uh, you know, I think we're seeing a big return in the handheld devices with the Steam Deck and the uh, the Asus Ally as well. Uh, so, you know, we also know how popular the Switch is and Nintendo Switch. Uh, so I'd love to see you know, PlayStation throw their, their hat in the ring and release a, a handheld device. I was a big fan of the, the PSP when I was a bit younger, but uh, yeah, yeah I'd, love, I'd love to see them get involved. I don't yeah, mean absolutely. to smash your smash your dreams there, <laughs> but um, it's likely that it's not going to be a full-on device like the Vita or the PSP. Um, so Tom Henderson, I'm sure everyone is familiar with his name. He's like an insider. He's constantly getting leaks. So from what he says, it's going to be a device that can be used with the PS5's remote play feature. So it's not going to be a standalone thing. But on the other hand, if you never leave the house with your portable device like Jasmine or myself or anybody, Nathan, I know you play Jules on the train, so maybe you're just a normal human yeah. being that goes out into the world with your hand. Played Elden Ring uh, on the train <laughs> on a Steam Deck. Oh, cool. <laughs> Finished that one yet? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, so, yeah, so you, it wouldn't be a full-on, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, that's what the rumours are saying, if it is one. Yeah. So I would also be disappointed if that wasn't the case because I'm – I love handhelds. Um, I had a Vita. I didn't have the PSP, but I absolutely love my PS Vita. So I would love another handheld. But I guess with remote play, it's a whole other investment with hardware and stuff. Um, we obviously saw the supply issues with the PS5 when that launched. And obviously the Xbox and everything else that ship was in. So I could understand why this was like a more cost-effective way to sort that out, I guess. But yeah, I'm, I'm sad that it doesn't sound like it's going to be a full-blown handheld uh, device. Yeah, and it's probably, I mean, I think it's unlikely we'll get to see it t today, potentially as well. And that goes the same for a PS5 Pro as well, because I know mm -hmm. there's been speculation um, that a PS5 Pro could be released soonish. I don't really buy into that, to be honest. I feel like we're sort of still in, in that stage where people are still trying to harness the power of the consoles. And as we saw with, yeah. I think Star Wars Jedi Survivor was probably the first one that I sat back and was like, oh, that's a that's a next gen or current gen exclusive only. That's interesting. And it'll be interesting to see how many games kind of follow that as well. But yeah. I mean, what what could a PS5 Pro introduce that we haven't already got? I think that's the, that's the thing. Ray that tracing. Sort of yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what all we keep hearing about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's again, from Tom Henderson. Um, it's the whole ray tracing push for consoles. So yeah. I, yeah, I guess that. But like you say, we're so early in the generation. I don't think we've had any like standout titles really. I mean, we've had some good stuff uh, with regards to the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That was a good showcase of the PS5's powers. If you haven't played that yet, I highly recommend it. I'm not even a massive fan of the series. I thought it was fantastic and I actually finished it. So that speaks volumes. Um, <laughs> but also, what was that space scary one? But not Callisto Protocol, the other one with a lady in the helmet. And she kept deep dying and coming back to life again. Spoiler. It's it's early spoiler. <laughs> Returnal. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we haven't had that much in terms of, like you say, just current gen exclusives. So I think there's room to explore. But again, I think that Xbox um, and PlayStation get bogged down in this console war of who's got the, you know, the most power, which, again, ties into the CMA stuff that we talk about with Phil Spencer saying that Xbox is not in the console war anymore and blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, that's what they're selling the machines on is power. So 
I imagine they'd find a market for it, especially with people that are after their precious ray tracing. But like <laughs> say, maybe just give it a rest for five minutes and see what we can do with the current technology before pushing out another probably very expensive uh, piece of hardware. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People will buy it if they launch yes. it. They'll buy it. <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably buy it. I'll be like, I'm pretty old with it. <laughs> telling you yeah. all in Slack. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? There'll, probably, there'll probably be like some uh, some fear again, like if it was like the PS5 where everyone will be thinking, oh, it's going to go instantly. I'll get my hands in it now. So I haven't got to wait two years. So I feel like no matter what price it's going to be, it will most likely sell out instantly. Yeah. <laughs> that that is very true uh we've got some comments in the chat thank you so much everyone who's watching on on youtube and facebook as well uh we've got um scott in the chat uh i wonder if we'll see dragon ball z featuring goku today uh first mention of goku thanks scott appreciate that um <laughs> jasmine also is on the goku train as well i think we'll see goku thank you very much for that uh we've got rocking games kid in the chat hi mate he says resident evil 5 let's see it on playstation all spicy um jasmine says as well uh ray tracing on ps5 pro lol yeah i mean people people want that people want that ray tracing that that shadow technology uh and then scott agrees with you shabana returnal best ps exclusive game since bloodborne uh and then scott also says uh, dragon's dogma 2 or i'm crying myself to sleep oh tonight my i would love um, that scott i feel you completely i think scott and i did anyone else play dragon's dogma nope no, no. <laughs> it's I'm a, fantastic yeah Go i'm on. wearing green on purpose because i'm an xbox boy so I'm coming at this from like almost looking over the fence of what's mm. like out there because of what but we spoke like about last week. The, you want to climb over the fence because you wrote a very interesting feature for us along the lines of oh, why have I even got an Xbox anymore? Yeah. So maybe you're going to be a Sony pony soon. It's <laughs> galloping yeah. into the fray. <laughs> yeah, well, Aaron um, Aaron Potter, the content creator on Mirror Gaming, uh, has been on the podcast for, for a few weeks, uh, the last few weeks, talking about the CMA, Microsoft, Phil Spencer, where are the exclusives? And it's slowly sort of sunk in with me that like, <laughs> hang on a minute, like, why have I got this, this world's most expensive console thing? Uh, and I play FIFA on it. Uh, that's it. So, but I could do that on a PlayStation. What, what am okay. I, but I'm missing out on all of these great games like God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and Return and Dragon's Last Dogma. Of it's, the and Last of it's the controller. Oh, is that, because you're an Xbox boy as well, Lewis. Expl can you, can you give a bit of insight into why you're Xbox rather than PlayStation right now? See, I'm like you where all I really play on my Xbox is FIFA. So I could easily make that transition across, but I just, I've always, I've always just preferred the Xbox controller. And I think, you know, when this is the only game I really play, like I play it religiously. Um, and with the hope that crossplay will soon be on uh, all modes in FIFA, I just don't yes. see the point of me going out and spending hundreds on a brand new PlayStation just to play the one game with a controller I, li I like less than what I currently have. So that's true yeah. yeah and i also prefer the xbox controller which is why um when we did the video with text the best fifa player in the world that's why i lost because i had to play on the playstation controller yeah. so that was a big that's why a big well, disadvantage that's, that's, that's <laughs> the same with me same with me against yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely um so just on that point lewis is there anything is there anything today that you that you've looked at before the show from what we could see in the showcase that might potentially be like you know what actually that is worth me switching to a PlayStation because as you said like you could easily do it it's the games on PlayStation as well right so yeah. is there anything is there anything out there that could tempt you to switch I think I can't lie I have been tempted by some of the PlayStation exclusive games and I think you know we're expecting Spider-Man 2 to be released in fall is it 
Um, so I think we're guaranteed to see some stuff today about that. Uh, that's a game which I've always wanted to play. Uh, so you never know. It could be that might entice me to make the change. But, well, you've already got Spider-Man 1, Miles Morales to play as well, and Spider-Man 2, yeah. potentially. So that's well, a back-to-back. Back back. <laughs> exactly. It works perfectly. Uh, I think what I'm really excited about as well, potentially, is that the uh, the Last of Us multiplayer project, potentially, it'd be a great time to launch it straight after the TV show. Not sure how long they've had in terms of development for that, and I don't even know what that would entail, but it all may, it all, Last of Us multiplayer gets me excited. I don't know how, how you two feel about that. I disagree, only because didn't they have... I feel like I didn't imagine this. Maybe I was in some parallel universe for five seconds, but didn't they have an Uncharted uh, multiplayer going on at some stage? Uh, I, I'm pretty I sure know. I have not imagined that. And if it was real, which I'm pretty sure it was, it shit. <laughs> they say that. Sorry. It wasn't we that good. We need a bleep button. Beep. <laughs> we'll that. It's fine. I'm a, very, oh. a very delayed one. <laughs> yeah, we're live? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it wasn't that good. My bad. Um, so I just think, um, I don't know. I just, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, and I just don't think, because it's like, how long can you possibly support that for as well? It's not going to be like, in my opinion, like uh, something with longevity. Um, but yeah, I didn't like the Uncharted multiplayer, if that was real, and I haven't imagined it. And then I don't think I'll be on board for that. But did you play The Last of Us, Nathan? I do play The Last of the... Us. Oh, okay. So yeah. what's your ambition for the multiplayer for that thing? Because obviously quite excited about that. So what's got you hooked for that one? Uh, well, first of all, Uncharted multiplayer was in 2016 with Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. So you haven't imagined that. So that's that's, defi- that's definitely happened. <laughs> Don't need the MRI just yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with The Last of Us, I think there's real potential in that sort of open world environment and that sort of survival game where there's sort of... Um, uh, there's a like a base building style element to it and there's an economy style element and then you throw in the cordyceps and you throw in some sort of story with like different quests and things and then you throw in different weapons and different skins and uh, potentially you can have friends all in the same world going you know to you know explore that part of the area or explore that map with friends or something i think there's i think i don't i don't think I think if they got that perfect, I think that could be mm. like a unique sort of game. I haven't really come across any game that does that excellently. There's been some games I think that have attempted it, but not quite got it. But I think if you consider the success that the TV series has had and then the game yeah. has had following on from that, I think you'll get a lot of people jump on that and they've got such a good opportunity if they get it right. And Naughty Dog have had um, a pretty good run, although the, the remaster uh, wasn't that great with like, people dripping constantly during cutscenes and stuff but um let's forget about that and let's just assume that they do a great job i think I, I think that would be i think that could has the potential to be an amazing game for years to come yeah i think if it's along those lines then because i was thinking of my mind because I, I believe uncharted was just that like, you go in and almost like in a little arena you fight and that's the end of it so i from my what i recall again um yeah. so if it's something along those lines i guess it's kind of like project Sunboy, but like an actual full-blown game where you know you've got a base and what have you kind of like i suppose yeah. red dead online kind of gta online kind of style yeah. of just having a world so i suppose that could be fun but yeah i guess it very much depends on what that concept is and how it's executed so if yeah. it's what your game is i'm on board <laughs> but yeah. if it's what yeah. uncharted was i'm not i'm out yeah so, i'm, I'm you know, thinking think... getting a getting a car with your mates go to boston like fight through the city like go to another city like i think that i think that could be like a really a yeah, really I was cool in a, 
I was going to say, based off as well how successful the TV show was, you'll get a lot of people coming over who have just yeah. watched the TV show. So Absolutely. if the game has nothing to do with the world, uh, they won't find the interest. As if, say, for example, it's your multiplayer own people in the Last of Us universe in that world, just free room. I think that could do really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much potential there, um, especially if, if they, like you said, integrate the, the bits from the game and the bits from the TV show into the game as well. So have the characters there, um, have the settlements that are already that are already in the game slash TV series that players can go and explore for themselves and stuff, and there'll be different merchants and things. I, I'm giving Naughty Dogs loads of ideas right now, so if you watch it, you are. <laughs> you are. This has um, a fantastic game. I'm yeah. really on board. I mean, <laughs> change my mind. If, if it gets announced today, then you know, obviously, it's been in development for years. But um, yeah. no, I'm, I think that has the potential. I'm not saying it will be, but it has it mm. has really good potential. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, the other thing I'm really looking forward to as well is a potential. That's all also talk about a potential whenever i talk about bungie and playstation i always get a bit freaked out because as an xbox boy i think of halo with bungie because that's it's just so weird to put those two in the same sentence but um obviously bungie is also destiny as well which is an amazing live service game that's been going for like seven years now which is which is crazy destiny 2 has been out for seven years sorry not just destiny destiny 2 has been out for seven years which is which is mad um but uh, they're apparently working on an unnamed project potentially a live service game because playstation have come out and said that they're looking at live service games as well in the future um so that could be that could be a real a real game changer as well potentially depending on what they do and there's a real open market for fps games as well as we've talked about before warzone 2 no one's playing it that's why they've had to reduce all the playlists unfortunately um yeah so there's a real good potential there and i know shabani you played have you played a bit of destiny before as well yeah, I played, I went hard for the first one. Mm. Um, and then the second one, not so much. Um, I don't know why. Just I didn't. No. Um, also, the raids, you need like a thousand yeah. people online at the same six. I'm exaggerating a lot. But like, <laughs> who's got six people to reconvene online at the same time? It's so psychotic. I um, but yeah, it's, well, exactly. We're grown ups. We don't have any friends. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a solid game. I did play call of duty back in the day i dropped out of that battlefield was my preferred one bad company specifically and then i thought that didn't get good either um i'm trying not to swear now i'm just trying to think about what i'm saying but yeah destiny 2 um it seems fine again i've not kept up with it it still seems fairly popular but i'm really intrigued about what the project is because when sony acquired bungie i believe last year presumably they've been working on it since then um we all know that if sony may need well with the CMA deal, things are sort of a bit up in the air. So maybe it needs uh, some kind of FPS of its own to rival COD. Is it going to be an FPS game? Um, is, are we going to see something along those lines? The Destiny's there already. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd like to see something a bit different, though, from Destiny 2. Um, you know, not just the same rehashed old stuff, but I, I don't know what the mystery project would be um, or what would interest me. It'd be crazy if they just did, like, a World War one, but that's been done to death now. So I yeah. can't imagine that happening. But, yeah, any ideas or even wishes for what, game bunch might be it's got to be a shooter right presumably just something fun would be good that would be a start yeah something <laughs> fun to play <laughs> that'd be good because warzone 2 wow at the moment i mean i still I play know. it because you know it's the only thing me and my mates play but it's just like, it's like stockholm syndrome who just coming back to warzone yeah, at the end know, of the it's just, it's very similar to the fifa situation though lewis like ea sports have got no competition they can go ahead you know what we'll rebrand everything we'll be fine like the fact that they can do that the fact they can <laughs> 
take a whole series, bin it off and rebrand it and they're not worried because there's no FIFA game. There's no, I mean, there's a PES game, but come on. Like the, the eFootball is just nowhere near. You've got goals and you've got, what's the other one, Lewis? You've got UFL. goals and UFL. It's UFL, but, yeah. They're not even here yet, so like no. they can afford to do that. So it's an just empty market. Yeah. yeah, something fun would be great from Bungie. So Bungie, please, if you're watching, just just do do something fun. That'd be good. Uh, talking of rehashing, though, um, Jasmine, uh, sorry, Shabana, um, we've also got potentially uh, a online project set in the Horizon universe, which I know Horizon is mm. one of your favourite titles. Um, you're a big fan of Aloy as well. Um, I like the look. Let me just get this out there. The first one was fantastic. I finished it. I never finished games. It was great. The storyline was great. I was like, oh, maybe I was behind everybody else. It's like I didn't call the ending beforehand. I know a lot of people were like, I knew what it was beforehand. I didn't see it coming. I was too busy just enjoying the world. Um, yeah. But yeah, two was a disappointment for me. But the mechanics and stuff are fun. Like the gameplay wise, um, again, I didn't play much of two, but it seemed pretty much the same. It's really solid and really fun. So um again if it's something where you've kind of you know let's say your last of us um multiplayer idea so you have like a base and you go out to the world and there are like dinosaur monsters that could work as well again the gameplay is solid it's just i didn't particularly enjoy aloy's lack of character in the second one and i just wasn't interested the first one i loved i thought she was great i thought the story was great but two just lost me but i think the gameplay is very solid the world's nice and fun as well um, so I think it could work again, depending on how they came at it. Like I said, so let's apply your sort of last of us Red Dead Redemption Online and all that business to the Horizon world. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, it is very much um, speculation, like you said at this point. Mm. Um, and it's a, it's this is all goes off a job posting that developer Guerrilla Games posted last year, where they talked about the project will allow friends allow friends to explore the majestic wilds of Horizon together. That was over a year ago. Um, you know how how likely it is we see it tonight? I don't know, but that could be something. Lewis, I know you were you were about to talk, so isn't there rumours of a um, Metal Gear Solid Three remake as well? Yeah, I was coming on to that. Scott is Scott is just talking about that in the comments. Uh, Scott is our resident uh, resident Metal Gear Solid fan. Um, yeah, so Scott says, uh, speaking of stealth games, the multiplayer component, Metal Gear Online from the original Metal Gear Solid 3 slapped. Uh, yeah, and then Jasmine, whoa, Scott, talking about M uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. What a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Jasmine also says, didn't know I was on the pod this week. Yep, sorry. A uh, little Freudian slip there. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But Fuck thanks, dad, for... and he's mixing our names up. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, but thanks anyway, Jasmine, for being in the chat. Really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, if you've got any games that you want to see, please let us know in the comments, so we can we can talk about them. If there's any that we've not we've not gone through as well. Um, so just going back onto the handheld point because I know we talked about it a little bit at the start, uh, Shivana. Um, but Tom Henderson talks about um, in his piece on Insider Gaming talks about uh, it's codenamed the Q Light. Uh, and it's not going to be, as you said, it's not going to be a cloud streaming device, but instead uses remote play with the PlayStation 5. Um, so you obviously you have to have a PlayStation 5 to be able to use it, and then it streams games directly from the console rather than from uh, the cloud itself. Um, if they launch that now, how popular would that be, do you think? I mean, it seems a bit pointless. Again, it's just knowing nothing about it and what it could have to, to counter that argument. But obviously, currently, you can use... Um remote play with your phone 
Um, yeah. And then, you know, it's been discussed in the industry before about um, Xbox potentially entering a handheld market. But again, with cloud gaming and Game Pass, you can, you know, just play stuff on your phone, right? So why invest all that money in producing a piece of hardware that's ultimately just uh, a phone? From what I hear, it's going to have the same, I'm going to grab my DualSense, but it's too far away. It's going to have the same design as the DualSense with like a big um, panel in the middle. Um, yeah. It just seems a bit odd. It's a bit of an odd decision when you can just use your phone uh, currently. So I don't know what the point of this is, and I'd love to hear more because if it's not a full-on handheld, it's just a glorified mobile device. Uh, that's you know, in the backbone release today, the PS, uh, the PlayStation edition, right? So you can just stick that onto a phone, and you've got essentially what it sounds like this thing's going to look like. So mm. I don't know how they're going to. I mean, because it's, again, it's a big cost, and you need to get that money back. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't know what. The idea is behind that but it sounds a bit ludicrous but because yeah. i don't know anything about it so i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure we'll find out more i don't think anyone knows uh, no one <laughs> other than those in so inside sony know anything about it it's just something that's uh that's been talked about a little bit but lewis would that would that make you because obviously microsoft have not got anything similar to that is that something that would potentially switch you over if you could if you could play your PlayStation games on a handheld device? Is that something that would switch you over? Only in your house, though, Lewis, with an internet connection. See, and you could also do it on your because, phone as well. Okay, so that's the thing, because um, I think the reason I've never really gone massively into console games is because I'm not always in the house. I'm quite often out and traveling a bit. Ooh, so got friends. <laughs> not like us. You can't even get six people for a raid. <laughs> I have got six friends, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but no, I think, um, yeah, if I had something handheld that I could take out and about with me, that would be perfect. And I think if PlayStation released something like that, that would definitely tempt me and probably would switch me over. But, you know, something just to use in the house. Uh, I wouldn't, I'm wouldn't. i not going to say it's pointless to me, uh, but I just think when I have limited time anyway, I just play on the console mm. rather than yeah. on a handheld device. But I just think... I don't think any of this will be announced today. I think there probably is something in the works, both handheld and a new console, but uh, it, it looks like it's going to be like a very game-heavy sort of a uh, showcase, yeah. The Oracle, Lewis Barton, shutting down our dreams for this evening's uh, for this evening's showcase. Uh, my, my uh, dreams, my dreams got shut down first by Shibana, actually. So <laughs> outrageous! I'm just outrageous. repeating other people's information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Sony says that they'll uh, they'll tease a glimpse at several new creations from PlayStation Studios. Just what you said, Lewis. Is as that well as their oh, party. I, I was going to ask how they how they'd phrased it, whether that was a game or hardware, because if they were yeah, going to tease a glimpse, so that, but it sounds it's like a software, glimpse right? at several new creations from PlayStation Studios. Studios, as well as third-party indie creators. That's what they said. So, yeah, that's uh, really interesting. Uh, Google uh, Google Docs has just signed me out of my walkthrough document, which is great. So, uh, oh, that's handy. Yeah, really handy, guys. So uh, uh, let's go on to Metal Gear Solid 3, because that's the only thing I can think of. That's the last thing I saw on the document. Uh, I, we were just talking about that off-air. Off um, I think the last Metal Gear Solid that I played was on the original Xbox, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. And I love that game. Um, so... A remake of three that's just something else that was like oh god i'm missing out on here I'm, miss I'm missing out being team green like i'm missing out on all these great games i'm just sitting here going like like god of war like okay just passes me by like you know like buses passing you by like god <laughs> of war horizon metal gear solid 3 <laughs> spider-man uh, maybe that could tempt me. How, how would you get feel about on the bus? Yeah, get get on the PlayStation Five. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. Uh, so, w would you be excited for a Metal Gear Solid Three remake? 
Tivana? Uh, I played two years ago, um, and I'm not a fan of the series. I played Phantom, the Phantom Pain. That was fine. Uh, it was, but I just, I'm not that fussed. I, did, I don't even think I played three, actually, I will say. So, um, yeah, but I, we, there's a big hardcore fan base out there that's up to speed with all of the convoluted lore of that series. And I'm sure they'll absolutely love it if that gets announced. So, yeah. Yeah. We can just yeah, shed a tear he... in place of Scott if, it, like, we'll know when we're watching the stream later. We'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> and just kind of channel Scott's spirit. <laughs> yeah, I but, think, yeah, I think there was a tear guys? mentioned. I think there was a tear mentioned, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, Scott Scott says in the in the chat, um, I don't trust Konami with remaking the best game of all time. Gosh. Oh. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Lewis, we were just talking off air. I've got my Google Docs back now, guys, so don't worry. Panic's <laughs> over. Um, did you ever play Metal Gear Solid, Lewis? Was that, was that before your time? Probably. Uh, probably, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jasmine Lewis also... was one when that came out. Yes, Mel when Mel Gibson two so, came yeah. out, Lewis was probably yeah. probably just behind my time. Then if I was just about one, yeah, just just behind, yeah. Uh, Jasmine, <laughs> I can't imagine Lewis playing anything other than FIFA on his Xbox. I know. That's very specific, <laughs> very specific. That's, but Lewis, you could do all those. That's because it's true. <laughs> yeah, well, you could do all those Sims on the handheld though, as you're walking around the house. You know, you don't need to be at your desk. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I could just do it. On my actual... Yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, I'm t- I'm tempted now. That's sold it to me. There you it's go. expensive for work. I need a PS5 yeah, handheld. That's actually, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's, that's for work just, reasons. Whoa, that's, that's... We'll discuss it off air. <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss that first. But yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm really excited about just as as an xbox person i'm really excited about seeing like like we said before what's over that fence and what i can experience because the only the only reason i think we talked about it in my piece on on the mirror the feature i did last weekend but if i feel like the only reason that i've can i've got an xbox right now is starfield there's so mm. much pressure on that for me that i feel like i at least need to give starfield a shot to kind of prove that it's good before making that sort of making that sort of switch um, I was so pleased when I bought the Xbox Series X as well. I got it on release. I was so pleased to get it. I beat all the queues. And then I was laughing at everyone trying to get a PlayStation. Like, <laughs> ah, look, I got the right one. And then, like, you know, a couple of years later, I'm sitting here going, like, what was the? What have I played on it? Like, it's just... Aaron, yeah, there's a I'm reason sorry. it was harder to get a PS5. <laughs> the most expensive... Uh, sorry, the most powerful console in the world. And there's just nothing's playing it. Aaron, you were right. I'm sorry. All those weeks when you said about where the games are, you're all right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and talking of uh, talking of people being right or wrong, were the CMA right about cloud gaming? Let's move on to our next topic. Um, as reported by VGC, um, Sony says it is, has aggressive plans for the cloud gaming space, which it will reveal in the next few months. Uh, CEO Jim Ryan uh, was on a business call on Tuesday uh, and talked about over the course of the coming months, they would talk about some of their cloud gaming potential. Um, This is after the CMA's disapproval of the Microsoft Activision deal ultimately came down to the way the sway Microsoft would have in the world of cloud gaming, of which Xbox is a major player through Xbox Game Pass and uh, and all those kind of stuff as well. were, were the CMA right then? Do we? Because I know when we talked about it, it was like, oh, that's such a the fact that they've they've done it up for cloud gaming. Such a it's like a, it's like a nothing nothing reason. Like we're talking about, like it seems like a weird reason to do it. It's only a really small part of the industry. But now PlayStation talking about how aggressive they're looking. Is is that the future of gaming as we see it, Shivana? What do you think? 
I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer has alluded to um, not even needing consoles anymore. Like, you know, his whole thing the whole time has been for not just your console, but the whole setup, right? It's like the entertainment center, your living room, not just your like TV stand. Um, so Yeah, I that was think... the Xbox One, wasn't it? Entertainment yeah. center or something like that. Well, yeah. but they've kind of just carried on going quite hard with that because, again, with cloud gaming, you can already play stuff on your phone, right? So, and they've got Game Pass as well. Um, and I and I feel like he has this something about not even having a console anymore. But again, perhaps I've imagined it, or maybe it was Peter Molyneux who says equally crazy things. <laughs> but ultimately, um, the way to get more people on the platform is to, you know, to offer cheaper ways to get rid of the barriers of entry basically to getting in and the consoles are very expensive and even just think with other entertainment like who doesn't sit down and watch netflix or amazon prime and just stream things really nilly right so it would be strange if gaming didn't go the same way obviously that infrastructure needs to be there to support that but if you're getting in it because obviously google stadio just went to nothingness because it, it just wasn't ready and there was a on live years before that so people have been trying to make attempts but they've not succeeded because they just haven't got the infrastructure in place to support that so i definitely think it's the way things are going i don't think consoles are going to be phased out anytime soon but it certainly is the way to go i'd argue that i mean i guess i would save money from not making them but you obviously get some cash back but again if you just bypass all of that and it was all about exclusives and cloud gaming subscriptions and what's on there because i've got multiple uh, subscriptions because i can't watch some stuff on certain places so i've got netflix prime video crunchyroll um what have you so people do subscribe to multiple disney plus <laughs> i need to cancel some of these <laughs> but you do get a lot because you want to like not miss out right and the distribution rights all change and then one thing's yeah. on this and then it's the season two is on there so um i think gaming will follow that same pattern and i think sony's wise too so i was wondering like why are they not making a move on this um it just seems silly to to not pursue that but they are um, I also think it's interesting how Xbox after the Kinect still hasn't pursued VR because obviously we're seeing more PSVR 2 stuff today as well, um, games for that. So I think Sony's um, secured that kind of footing on the VR side of things with a second iteration of the headset. And then um, I think cloud gaming, if they're going in aggressively, I think it's a wise choice because, you know, if they leave it too long, Xbox will corner the market. And I think even not for the foreseeable future, perhaps, but it certainly is the way forward once you know, all that support is there because currently with people's internet and stuff, it's just not, you can't guarantee, Yeah. you know, that's going to be working, especially for gaming, right? You kind of need that that stuff in yeah. place. Um, yeah. I love the Kinect reference. What a piece of kit that was. Um, <laughs> I know, that was so fun. It, well, it was, but I, I, went, I was around my parents' house the other day, just like rooting around um, in the loft and there was a Kinect in a, and it was sealed in the box <laughs> it oh, wasn't really? even open so obviously you've got great use out of that but um mm. lewis did you did you have a connect are you too young to know what a connect is no i know what connect is but oh, okay. I, know, I used to always you saw it in the black and white yeah. tv <laughs> yeah the crts <laughs> the only time i ever played it was when i went to like the shops and yeah. they had like the connect out that you could like test it out on and i think every time i played it it would never work properly so it yeah. never oh, really no. got my attention yeah. uh so that's probably a reason i've never used it yeah absolutely uh scott well, makes a good point enough, was... oh, sorry, sorry go on. Sorry. no no have to. i was gonna say um it was implemented in places outside of gaming as well like i believe it was being used in the medical field somehow so while it didn't necessarily 
you know, win as a gaming concept, it was it was being utilized elsewhere, which I just thought was super interesting because obviously it was scanning yeah. the room and stuff. But that was for yeah. its time. Obviously, we've got better stuff now. Anyway, go good on, guys, Scott. Microsoft for developing that for the medical industry. <laughs> good guys. Uh, yeah, Scott says it makes a good point. Cloud gaming just doesn't just simply doesn't work for games that require precise inputs like fighters, rhythm, etc. So as we talked we talk about with FIFA all the time, one of the big things about FIFA games and the upcoming EA Sports FC game. What people talk about loads is input delay. That that's that's all they talk about because it, it does need very precise inputs, and it does feel like. Imagine if they got worse. If I, if the mm. industry moved towards cloud gaming and these inputs got worse, um, do do, do you see ever? Because I know there's FIFA mobile, right, and there's mobile versions of FIFA. But do you do you ever see FIFA going onto that sort of mobile platform and and playing it on the go? Do you do you foresee that in the future potentially, Lewis? I think it will just depend on if everything goes. I couldn't see FIFA being like one of the first to like go, oh, we're going to be, you know, entering cloud gaming now. Um, because like you said, input delay is already such a big thing. And it's it's such a big thing that the input delay is so minimal, but you can notice it so much. Uh, so if there's even a risk of that increasing, which it could do quite a lot if it was to be uh, like this, um, I, I don't think it would do. But like, I, like Shabana said how, you know, you've got all these streaming sites like Netflix now and stuff, which you can stream anywhere on any device. Um, I can see that being the way it goes with gaming as well. Uh, so I think once everything sort of makes that move, there'll be sort of a late comer to that. This is all, this all worries me though, this like cloud gaming stuff, because we've talked about it before with, with Jasmine and, and Matt and Aaron or talking about it and they had different opinions um some like mats was horrific about physical and, and digital stuff um but in terms of like it just feels like you can't own anything anymore and it's getting worse and yeah. we saw this no. recently with um what happened with disney plus recently i know you're a big film fan Lewis, so you probably saw what's happened with this and the tv series as well but Disney Plus have just decided to take out loads of films and TV series that have only recently come out. Uh, and I know it's linked to the writer's strike and everything and what's going on in America at the moment with all that sort of stuff. But the fact that these people have made these sort of creative outlets, these pieces like works of art almost, like games, very similar to games, they're works of art individually. People have put a lot of time and effort and, and blood, sweat and tears into them. For these things to just be removed and like they're gone forever, like there's nothing you can do. Like you can't own them physically so they're gone forever um yeah. and the fact that game games are slowly going that way is just oh. yeah. i think the disney plus thing like you mentioned is quite bad because when that came out it was like that's the only place you can watch disney stuff and it was like every disney show every disney film uh obviously they've branched out into other different types of films now as well but the fact that you can't watch disney films on disney plus now is absurd and i think you know if playstation were to then properly go down this route of everything's on cloud gaming and then the PlayStation exclusive games are taken off and you can't play it. Uh, I, as soon as you mentioned this, actually, you brought up this subject of cloud gaming. Uh, I, I knew straight away, I was like, Nathan will disagree with this because he he likes the idea of owning something. Uh, and I think this just would yeah, tip you over the edge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm just looking at the list of things that are, removed from, are being removed from Disney Plus. So much there's yeah. so much being removed and a lot of it are the sort of original content that you you can't buy physical discs for and i'm just exactly. i just feel for the i feel for the people who 
who have the sort of who've invested time and um, time and money into these things, and they're not going to get any of the uh, the royalties from it because obviously they're just removing it and then their income's just gone. So it, the, the whole industry is changing, and I feel like with with games. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of positives to cloud gaming and it gives people more options and more flexibility in terms of how they want to play but it does also feel like it gives like Xbox and Sony and and PlayStation a really good opportunity to be like oh, you know what, we're going to make this transition now like let's stop making physical games mm. let's go to just digital purchases and oh by the way you don't get discounts anymore because this is the only place you can buy them, so there's no competition. Oh, and you can't give them Welcome to friends. Welcome to the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> That's what oh, that is. The, oh, the Nintendo shop. Oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I, I bought something on there recently, uh, and I was like, I immediately regretted it. And I sent an email back, and I was like, yeah, I'd like a refund. And I was like, nope. I was like, well, I get 14 day return done. And like, nope, you saw, and there's something about a contract and for digital downloads, like you, you can't yeah. get a refund because you've signed a contract giving you permission. I'm like, Jesus. What is going on here? It just feels like, oh, God. So I'm it's not like sure the worst this, of both worlds. I'm not sure if it works like this, but you know, with um, streaming sites like Netflix, you can share passwords with others so they can access yeah. that content too. Is yeah. there a way that with the cloud gaming, there'll be a way that you could you know also access your friends games without actually having to buy it so you can sort of put it all together and share an account because i feel like if there was a way to do that that would definitely get a lot of people going towards i want this because they can then spend a hell of a lot way less money uh yeah. and, and play even more from an xbox perspective um your account is linked to your console so you can't They've locked that. Is that the same with PlayStation, Shivana? Your account is linked to the console. It is. So you could log in on somebody else's, but your digital games won't transfer over because that's yeah. where the ownership lies. Although if you think about something like Spotify's got this plan, it keeps pushing every time I log in right now. It's like you can share with somebody else, two people. I'm like, okay, great. But you must be at the same address. So I don't know how, but again, it could be something similar because there's no obviously console with Spotify. You can't tie mm. it to anything. So if we do go completely yeah. digital, there'd probably be caps. Even the whole um, Xbox, the Game Pass family version or friend thing that's coming out. Um, they're kind of trying to keep tabs on that as well with regards to making sure that you can't share too much. And even Netflix, having been quite generous in the past with letting you share your password is like trying to crack down on it as well. But I think there are not positive necessarily because I think the issue is which again you're seeing with nfts and stuff of ownership is that you know if you say you play Fortnite and you invest time and money into that game um and suddenly epic's like we can't be bothered anymore with this or oh, we're moving on to something else and they pull that plug what have you got to show for that you don't have anything and um, there isn't any ownership there or even we see this issue with always online games. So Redfall, just to revisit that game. Um, talk I talk about Redfall every there. week, so, <laughs> even though it's the worst game I've seen. We talk about it every I week. <laughs> I couldn't even log in to play. So I've got my Bethesda account on my PC. Like it was like, go and log in there and link your accounts. Like, great. So then I couldn't log in there. It wasn't letting me reset my password. That was never resolved. I don't know why it didn't send me a password reset. So I couldn't play Redfall because it required me to be online and linking my account. And I couldn't do that. So I was unable to play the copy of Redfall that I have. So again, if you if you haven't got an internet connection, you can't play always online games or, you know, so with the idea of signing up to a subscription service, you're not guaranteed anything on there. You just, it's just whatever they give you, right? But then 
if everything goes digital, it takes the option away of getting those things individually. I mean, you get licenses for these things. That's what you're agreeing to when you sign your T's and, uh, your T's, and C's on there to play them. Um, you don't actually own anything anyway. So at least with physical media, you can go watch it whenever you want to. Um, but if you've paid me like a thousand quid for like a thousand pieces of content and I just rip the plug out all of a sudden you don't have those anymore so that's I think the danger to me from a, a corporate and like that kind of standpoint is the issue of ownership and just basically screwing people over um but yeah in terms of the, the positives of a, a subscription service no one's guaranteeing you access to all of those things ultimately it is our decision to to offer you a smorgasbord of content for like five pounds a month so that's fine but it becomes a concern when everything is digital and there's no way to, you know, keep hold of these pieces of content or really own anything. And it's just at the whim of these big corporations yeah. that can just do whatever the hell they like, which again is the issue that you see with NFTs and ownership and stuff. Like if you have an NFT in a game and you've paid loads of money for it and that game goes belly up, then what? You've spent so much money on this. So I think we're always going to have that problem with digital and hopefully we'll probably be dead by the time it goes all digital anyway. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. <laughs> Lewis, you'll still be alive. Just hanging yeah, on. I don't know about you guys. I should be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for Lewis. Yeah. Uh, talking about like losing content, but me and Lewis have been used to that for years now with FIFA. Every time, uh, I, like myself, like I've finally built up a team that I'm really proud of having not spent any money all year. Um, finally got a team that i really really like and it's june nearly so i know deep down well the new game's in th like three or four months isn't it oh, so I see. so nothing transfers over so all that time and effort i've spent i'm actually only going to have a couple of weeks enjoying playing with that team because after that no one's going to be playing the game anymore it's going to be like yeah so me and lewis are used and, to that kind yeah, of content and transfer in a, does that normally in happen from fifa well. to fifa yeah or is it it's just happened a case of it Oh. It's happened since FIFA 50, FIFA 14, FIFA, every, ever since FIFA That's Ultimate outrageous. Team has been, yeah, ever since FIFA yeah. Ultimate Team has existed, there's been no crossover with any game. So all the money you spend one year, it's just completely, completely gone the next year. I mean, you can get, still go back to the old game and play it, but no one's playing it. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, Lewis, I, every, every time that comes around, I'm always like, why do I fall for it every year? Why do I put that much effort into it? It just it, get, it just gets you, doesn't it? But the annoying thing is you'll spend months grinding to get the team you want, and then by the time you go to play it in June, a new promo's out where everyone's 95 yeah. rated plus, so your team is hopeless in any game. Because I remember at the end of last FIFA, I think my team rating was like 195, 96. Yeah. I was like discarding 95 and 96 rated players like it was nothing because everyone Bloody was rated God. that high. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> They're just peasants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I just, I just, I just really like owning stuff because you can't take it away. I, mean, I remember the mm. first, the first time it happened was there was something when iTunes was a thing. Uh, is it still a thing? I don't think it is a yeah. thing. You're I think it's Apple, Apple Music though. now. So you yeah, keep bragging I, about for no yeah. reason. You <laughs> <laughs> um, should be doing the opposite. You should be telling anybody. <laughs> I just think you should have an adult phone. That's all I'm saying. Um, Everybody, I've the... had for years. Apple phones are garbage. The end. Okay, let's not get that's we're going off <laughs> on a not. tangent there. But um, there was a, there was a particular artist on iTunes. I remember a couple of it was more than a couple of years ago. It was it was a long time ago now when iTunes still existed. And there was a particular artist <laughs> that fell out with Apple. And even if you bought their songs, even if you bought their songs on iTunes, you lost the songs forever. 
and it's like how can you how could that how can that be a thing like it just it just feels it feels so wrong to me i don't think it was was that taylor swift by any chance it was, that oh, rings a bell but that was yeah. on spotify i think someone had again someone had a fallout with spotify uh and they had all their music removed at one point uh so you couldn't stream their music even though you're paying a subscription fee yeah it's just worrying it's worrying that kind of games are going that way uh, we've got a few comments uh, in the chat thanks so much again for everyone who, who's in the chat with us um we've got uh, scott in the chat says muse muse use connects for some of their stage effects at a tour a few years ago that's pretty cool uh jasmine as well uh, i played and loved hi-fi rush using a cloud gaming service for the entire thing uh, how, and how was that experience jasmine let us know um what you thought of that as well um because I've never I've never done that, so please let us know. Um, Reflection Gaming, thanks so much for being in the chat. I haven't seen you here before, so thank you so much for coming in. Uh, they talk about the game industry also wants you to buy games digitally streaming because they make no money from you reselling a physical copy and then them losing a potential customer. It all comes down to money, doesn't it? Always comes down to money. Um, and then he also says, they also say as well, I'm not sure they should be admitting this. Um, I access my friend's Game Pass for Xbox Game Pass for free. Um, okay. I don't know how you do that. Please let, let me know as well. Uh, and then we've also got uh, it's, it's, it's Hanan in the chat as well. Uh, I, thanks, for, thanks for coming in. Um, but yeah, I was just talking about that artist that had their music removed, Shabana, from the iTunes store. Oh, I was, was listening. Like, I was just yeah. taking good after that. My laptop was running out of battery. <laughs> so I was hearing everything. Uh, I just yeah. have you ever had that to happen to you when you just get content pulled pulled from you? I don't buy much digitally. Um and the only times I do is on a prime video where it's like it's five pounds to rent this, but seven pounds to buy it. And I'm yeah. like, well, obviously I'll just buy it then. Yeah. Um yeah. so no, I haven't. And again, I just uh subscribe to Spotify and just I don't necessarily look for albums on there. I just go yeah. on my Spotify journey. So yeah, it hasn't affected me personally just because I am a lazy listener in that regard. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would I mean, be annoyed if I had bought a game and it, it was it was pulled from the store, it didn't exist anymore. Yeah, and a lot of seen happen a few times with, with games recently where they pull their support or they just pull them all together or they just completely take them offline. You just always think about the people behind the scenes that have made this game and they games are works of art in their own right and they need to be protected in the same way that films and music traditionally were. But even films and music are moving that way. So then when that happens, then it's going to happen with games is the, is the unfortunate truth, but still not, still not very nice to, uh, to, to go through that. But, um, should we go back to our original question? I feel like we've gone off topic. Were the CMA right then? Because if cloud game is such a big thing and PlayStation going after it, and that's the reason why the CMA blocked the Activision deal. Do, do we think that that's, they now have the CMA, the fact that they're restricting Microsoft's cloud gaming, like, you know, utopia and, and just hold on that. Do you think that that's the right thing then in the long term for the CMI to block that deal? Well, they were the only people that blocked it, right? Because that's the UK. Yeah. Everybody else has okayed it. Yeah, everyone everyone else has um, okayed it. Even the, even the European Union has. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, PlayStation's bugbear was that it was 10-year exclusivity on Xbox or potentially, sorry, yeah, um, with them even, and then it would just be potentially nothing, right? So, yeah. I think that's plenty of time to just make your own franchise. And like you say, who's playing Call of Duty anymore? No one. Um, 
apart from you and your Me. two other <laughs> yeah. friends. I'm actually, playing, I'm actually playing it tonight. Um, oh, are so you? So I am actually playing it, yeah. But it, everyone, like, it's going to take us ages to find a lobby. So, like, yeah. You know. um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, I guess it's some measure of a point, but I don't I don't how it relates to that particular deal. I don't necessarily think it's a valid reason for that. But, but yeah, I think cloud gaming is becoming a thing, but I don't necessarily think it was a valid reason to block, as apparently nobody else did, to block that deal from going through. What do you guys think? Yeah. Lewis, what do you think? Uh, we've got uh, Hanan in the chat um, saying they've subscribed. Please reply. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for subscribing. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you for watching as well. Appreciate it. Uh, Lewis, do you think do you think the CMA were right then to block the deal? If, if PlayStation are going big on cloud gaming and they see that as a big area to advance into, um, we know how small it is right now, but it, it will be getting bigger. Do you think that the CMA are sort of... The fact that they're the only ones... It seems a bit weird that they've got this like foresight that everyone else is just kind of maybe yeah. we, maybe it's because of the sixty eight point seven billion uh, dollar <laughs> elephant in the room that they want it to go through. But uh, yeah, what do you think, Liz? Yeah, maybe they're like those are uh, that person who can like predict the end of the world and stuff. They just they just know what's going to happen before everyone else. So yeah, that escalated maybe... quickly. <laughs> the CMA knowing the world's going to end that would be uh, yeah that'd be quite a thing. This is the end of the world. That's what it is. Yeah, no, yeah, um, maybe. I, yeah, I think. Um, I think they're right. Yeah, I think uh, it is a bit weird how they are the only ones to sort of overrule it and stuff and reject it. But um, I'd, I'd say they're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think Aaron said this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna claim it for my own. But he said. He said last week um that is the only time that he's going to agree with the uk against the <laughs> eu for something which i uh yeah. i really really enjoyed uh as well um but yeah i, think I mean when sony kick up the bum though in regards to because obviously where have they been this whole time with cloud gaming um mm. it certainly as we've discussed is everywhere else you know it's with streaming and cloud what have you so yeah they need to be i think it's done well overall to give them a kick up the bum at least to get yeah. a start on that so i'll be interested to see where that goes actually but yeah yeah, and it's not like they might never have uh, the deal go through. Sorry, it's not like they, the deal might not go through. It still might go through, but it might be that it's just the UK only can't get Call of Duty on Game Pass or can't stream mm. Call of Duty potentially, which would be like a really weird like workaround that I can't really see happening, but may maybe maybe that's the case. Um, we'll see. Um, any final thoughts on, on that topic about the CMA? Were they, were they right? Do we have any final thoughts? No. Apart no. from that, they may have predicted the end of the world and not be telling us about it. I, I can't believe that that's come out in this podcast. No, no. I was not expecting, yeah, was not expecting <laughs> that. The Oracle <laughs> speaks <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but talking about uh, the Oracle speaking again, we'll move on to our next topic, uh, which is uh, Lewis, Lewis's uh, headline topic for this week, um, which is EA Sports need to stop the concept mistakes if they want to make EA Sports FC a success. I actually wrote a mistake on here because I was just mistake. I was just thinking of mistakes <laughs> on the brain. Um, but look, from covering the FIFA games and from covering like EA Sports and the content stuff that they do, there's mistakes every year, right? But it just feels like it's getting to the stage now where it's just got... The, the mistakes we've seen, over, some have been hilarious. Some have been quite significant in that players have lost out on things they paid money for. Some have been sort of in the middle. Um, what, what are some of the biggest mistakes that have happened... Even in the last few weeks, Lewis, there's been some big, big controversies, hasn't there, in the in the community? Yeah, I think me and you covering this will know that we've had. <laughs> we're never uh, 
quite it's never quite a cover in FIFA because there's always something to write about because there's always a mistake in game, it feels like. Uh but this week, I mean the last few weeks now, um the team of the season promo began, which is the biggest promo in Ultimate Team, every single uh FIFA title. Um and it, it's ran far from smoothie so far. So um the first mistake was the very first squad that was released a few weeks ago. Uh, they accidentally released two players early in Ultimate Team packs the day before when they shouldn't have been. Uh, again, that's not a bad thing for the players because, you know, you've got a free team of the season item before it was meant to go out. But from EA side, it's quite, you know, embarrassing in a way because, you know, you've had this big build up to this promo finally arriving and you've accidentally sort of leaked the squad before it's supposed to come out. Uh, you thought, okay, it's quite a big mistake. You know, they're going to learn from that. No, uh, a few weeks later, they made the exact same mistake on an even bigger scale. Um, this time it was the La Liga team of the season squad, and they released the entire squad two days early in the foot packs uh, on accident without even realizing. Um, and loads of players, pack players, two days before they come out. So that whole hype of building up of who's going to be included was gone. So, you know, they quickly resolved it they were all taken out of packs but everyone knew what was coming on the friday and that affected the transfer market massively as well uh and another error that they've made recently is uh they can't describe what's going to be in a pack properly apparently uh so twice now we've seen where uh for example the first one was the community team of the season upgrade where you would submit a squad of players that you have uh in return for one team of the season item from the community team of the season squad that's what it was listed as. You will get one community team of the season player in this pack. So players were then opening the packs and getting team of the season moments, which were a different type of team of the season card, which was lower in rating, lower in stats, just worse in general. Uh, so yeah, people are false advertisement, really. People are opening these packs, getting the wrong items that are worse. Obviously quite annoyed. Uh, EA promised uh, they would give you know, the right item to the players who were impacted, compensation. It took a month to arrive, so that annoyed fans as well. It just seems like there's constantly something going on, something wrong. Um, then I, oh, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just listing so many mistakes here. Um, the same time that compensation was released, uh, some extra compensation was released. Uh, randomly, players started receiving uh, fantasy foot player uh, picks in-game with no reasoning by EA. EA never said in-game when you got it, this is the reason why you had it. They never put on their social media when it was announced, this is why you're getting it. Um, it was actually, again, because they wrongly described the pack in the foot store. People got loan items when it never just said there were loan items. Uh, so they sent out compensation to impacted players. Um, again, a month late. And even then, the packs weren't sent out to the right people. People who hadn't opened the pack were getting this compensation for free, whilst people who had actually spent their money on this pack, some of them didn't even get it. So it just feels like these last few weeks, it's been a mess in, in Ultimate Team of FIFA. Yeah. Most say conspiracy. In... Maybe they're doing it on purpose ahead of EA Sports FC. They're like, this game's trash now. Don't look at that anymore. You know look that, at this lovely thing. That's, that's a really good <laughs> conspiracy. And this is what we're... Trying to speak here, I guess. It's it's they have they're making so many errors and EA Sports have seen that the brand new game, it's EA by themselves for the first time, no FIFA name, no FIFA title. If these mistakes continue and carry over into the new game, people will be thinking, well, all these mistakes are EA's, EA's fault. And then when FIFA announced, oh, here's our new game, people are gonna go, okay, well, all these mistakes are clearly on EA's part. 
it was never FIFA. I'm going to go play the FIFA game instead. And they could lose a lot of a lot of customers. I say customers, that's what they are to EA. That's we're, yeah. we're, we're giving them money. We're customers. Uh, <laughs> and it, it could, yeah, it could, it could, it could, if they keep making these mistakes, it could work out quite badly for them. Yeah, and like like you said, though, it's just to put put this into perspective. This isn't just like free in-game items that they're in, either incorrectly listing or um, or just just giving out wrong items for free. These are these are items that cost money. These are packs that cost real money that people put money into for to get something out. And if they're not getting what they're promised, that's one thing. But then when you when you also add in the fact that these packs have such a low percentage of getting these players anyway. So it sort of it makes it almost doubly as bad the fact that they're they're making these mistakes, uh, and you you just listed off loads of problems there, and people listening might think, oh, that sounds like a bad few weeks. This happens constantly, Lewis. We have to reiterate this. Yeah. This happens all the time with with the Sports FIFA. Um, I remember Shibana, we were talking a couple of months ago when they released a certain team and we got into a debate about um there was an item as Latin Ibrahimovic item that was that was um released as part of a squad. Yeah, we me and you <laughs> were having a on. conversation. It was quite <laughs> late on in the day and we we're talking about I was like, they've just announced the squad and this player isn't in the team. But then I'm on the game and yes, he's on the game. So yeah. is does he exist or not? Was my, was my <laughs> thing, and we were debating like, hang on, did they release him? Can we say he's been released? No, technically we can't, but then he has because he's in the game. Like, do, was he released without anyone? Yeah, it's it's all. It seems like just this mishmash of communication, and like I don't want to break it to you, but this is mostly EA Sports. They handle the content, right? It's not FIFA. FIFA is just the name on the box, but that's what the CEO said. So, but this um, is what I'm saying. It's a low state conspiracy. They could be like. They obviously it's the same people, but it's a different name, so it's not us. But yeah, yeah that's obviously not. I don't know why they keep having that problem. Um, it's all handled in house, presumably. So yeah. you think there would be like, listen, guys, it's just it's in. simple errors. It's simple errors, though. Things like describing a pack, you know, in game. It's like twenty words describing what you're going to get in it, and they're messing that up. You know, yeah. how can you how can you put in a pack? Oh, you're going to get a. Uh, so for context, Fancy's Foot Heroes are some of the most expensive items in the game, expensive players. This was a pack that was about maybe 1,000-something uh, FIFA points, which works out to about £11, I think, if you want to buy those points, which from EA's point, that's quite cheap for a pack that would guarantee one of these types of players. So when people open that and then, oh, wait, it's not actually that. It's a loan item, which is something you can use for seven games and you can't sell. Um yeah. Again, that's, spending that's money big, on these things? It's a big mistake. Oh, you'll be you'll be surprised. There have been billions on the market. Yeah. Billions. There have been packs on the market this year for I think three thousand people points, and that works out to about twenty five, thirty pounds maybe for this one pack, uh, which is also untradeable. So whatever you get from this pack, you can't even sell that for coins and in game currency. So whatever you get, you can't do anything with it. It's, you can only keep it or quick sell it if you have it already. Um, and you can't use it in the next these, game either, right? No, and then these aren't even the biggest mistakes. The biggest one was probably the uh, Nathan. You'll definitely remember this: the the Foot Hero uh, pack. That yeah. went on it went live in the Foot Store for twenty five. Was it twenty five thousand coins? Yeah. For about five six minutes, and it completely messed up the transfer market. Um, people had these items that were worth hundreds and thousands, even millions of coins, that suddenly dropped in price by about 50% overnight because of this one mistake from EA and 
they couldn't handle that conversation. That was just a simple error. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just to put it in perspective, um, Shabana, so EA um, in uh, the last financial year, uh, they made $7.3 billion in total from their live service games. $5.5 billion of that was from live service purchases only. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so and only yeah, only one point yeah. so only only uh, only i'm gonna do quick maths only 1.8 billion came from the sales of the game 5.5 <laughs> the billion game. came from and that, that's also including the sims as well and, and games yeah. like that so it, it's not just fifa but like mostly fifa right um so when you talk about like who's buying these packs literally everyone are buying these packs 11 pounds lewis was saying that was cheap what? Who's paying? Like, I mean, how often would you buy them? Like, it was a weekly thing. So if I go into so the, the store now, yeah. yeah. So if I go well, into the store now, how much do you guys spend? Live? I know Nathan, you said you were grinding, yeah. but do you ever I just splash out every now and then, Lewis? So you do you buy packs? I, well, I I used to, I think, yeah, I used to when I was younger, and I didn't have other things to spend my money on, like rent and food. Uh, and yeah, beers, because you're always out all the time. <laughs> Yeah. I, I would, yeah, I probably spend maybe even like a hundred a year, probably on each on each Jesus. game. Okay. But that like was a pack a month not, then, ish. but but that was that was well, that that would usually be I would spend a hundred at the very beginning of the year, um, just to get my team up and working and good players in my team. I try to. I usually get nothing from these packs, so I yeah. put a hundred pounds on, get nothing worth in value in return, uh, and then feel rubbish for the rest of the day because i've been like i've just wasted 100 pounds uh, for nothing uh, and that's why i've stopped because I kept it, because it is, that's the thing that's that, that's the problem that's what it was i put all this money and get nothing back i've lost yeah. all this money uh and it was just it, it seemed like a waste of time but i knew people yeah. who would spend you know um they they get a job they work you know 40 hours a week and lived at home with their parents so they just spend all that wage pretty much on fifa every right. single month so they'd be spending you know, four or five, six hundred pounds a month at minimum on FIFA. Um, and most of the time they get nothing in return. I'd have the exact same players as them, exact same squad, because I got lucky and they didn't. Yeah, just looking on the the packs, the store right now, uh, there's a pack for, it's the second half rare players pack. You get 18 items. That's the thousand FIFA points, which is about 11 pound, Lewis, for, 10 it- for mm. 18 items. You've got a seven point five percent chance of packing a team of the season player, which is the the rarest one. Um, and when when you also a lot of, a lot of people out there as well think, well, if I open ten, I've got more chance of getting them. But that is like I need to make this they don't clear. Understand like, statistics, do they? <laughs> no, if you roll a dice ten times, it's the same. You have the same chance every time. It's not cumulative. So. People buy loads of packs thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just need one more to get them. And that's that's exactly what happens. But if you look at the yeah. most expensive pack right now, it's 3,000 FIFA points, uh, which is on there now. Um, how much is that, Lewis? 3,000 3, FIFA points? That's about, right I'd say about £25, maybe. £25 for one. extortionate, quite frankly. For one pack, yeah. Um, yeah, it is, yeah. And you've got a 30% chance... There's rumours that in EA Sports FC they'll be uh, changing the pack uh, percentage, isn't it? Yeah. The the chance, the chance, the probability of getting these players. So it would change to, yeah. you know, if there is a ten percent chance and you open ten packs, your last pack, you've pretty much got like a one hundred percent chance of of getting something good. Um, 
Maybe it was FIFA's fault. Cool. Maybe they had to. Maybe they maybe. just had to make all this money from people. Maybe it was just FIFA just tell them to just <laughs> again, rinse that's, everyone. That's all rumors. That's all rumors. I mean, if, if that was the case, that would be good for the players. Yeah, be worse for EA. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But the mistakes they're making, like you feel like you said before, like when it goes to EA Sports FC, if the mistakes continue to happen, people are gonna be like, oh yeah, because EA all along, like there's nothing. I, yeah, there's nothing I just like think. The excitement around this game is not huge right now just because we don't know much about it. But once they yeah. start letting you know information about new features and Ultimate Team, yeah. which is obviously the biggest moves, um, when the excitement really starts to build, it's going to build fast and it's going to be big and people are going to be really excited, you know, thinking, okay, you know, EA by themselves, what can they do? Let's have a look. Um, and there's such high expectation, I feel like, with what everyone's asking for, can they finally put that into a game? If they can put what everyone's asking for into the game and then make all these mistakes after that, they're going to feel so let down. The players are going to feel so let down. Um, And yeah, I just think, you know, like you said, there are so many competitors that haven't got games out yet. They're waiting, I feel. Um, And it it could be EA, it goes two ways. They either have a fantastic game and they steal all the audience and they keep the audience Mm. or they fail. And then all these new competitors, when their games come out, have a really big chance of yeah. actually competing rather than just being that other game to FIFA or that other game yeah. to eSports FC. It, yes, it's, it's, I'm going to draw comparisons to Warzone as well. And we've got Tom Lynch in the chat as well. Hi, mate. Thank you so much for joining us um, just on the on Warzone because uh, I know he's a Warzone player as well. But um, just on that, because of how bad it is right now, um, when X Defiant Ubisoft's FPS title, I would not have looked twice at that ordinarily. Mm-hmm. But because Call of Duty just wasn't fun, I tried it, and that that's what's going to happen with the Esports FC. If if it's not any good, then players are going to be like, "Well, I might as well mm-hmm. give this a try." And I might, that's exactly what's going to happen. But I think it's different with um with EA Sports FIFA that the franchise it does feel like they're having their cake and eating it compared to something like Warzone because when there's content mistakes with Warzone. There's only so much you can say. It's a free game. So you've not paid anything for it. If they've done something wrong, they have to rectify it fine. You've not lost out any monetary value. But on FIFA, you pay for the game. You paid for the FIFA points. And then you've opened a pack that hasn't got the right players in. So it's like, it just makes it like 10 times ten times worse than... And, than... Yeah, I think that's why the compensation situation was annoying so many players as well. Yeah. Because they made a mistake... They were quick to announce, oh yeah, we made this mistake, we apologize, we promise that we'll be you'll be getting compensation. And they put in the in this statement in the coming days. This means you've put your money into the game. You're gonna be getting this compensation to make up for the mistake they made. Um, it took nearly a month for that compensation to come through. And by the time that pack comes through, these players are no longer as usable yeah. now. Now, yeah. you've got, now you've got the Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga team of the season squads out, which are much better than the most of the community team of the season squad. You know, you're going to be opening this pack now and you're going to get someone who you probably already got or you're going to discard because they're not yeah. enough or open to an yeah. SBC. Um, and, you know, they put their money into the game and I feel like, just taking a month to then give back to them what they should have in the first place yeah. is quite yeah. disrespectful. It shows a bit of disregard for the play, uh, the fans and the players yeah. in your game. Um, and I did see a lot of outrage and a bit of, you know, a lot of people who were annoyed on, on social media, uh, which yeah. you don't usually see too much. Usually they're like, oh, another mistake from EA. Yeah, here we go again. But this time yeah. it was genuine. Like, it yeah. just shows you don't care. And this is like yeah. past the point of being annoying yeah. now. Come on, sort it out. 
Yeah. Shivana, can you think of another like publisher that has a live service game that just that makes as many mistakes as that in your in your experience in terms of content? I don't well, I don't play many live service games. And as you say, the majority of them are free. So even if there were, yeah. I think so FIFA's got a very unique ecosystem, hasn't it? Just with regards to how that works and the money that people spend. So, I mean, are they even offering any reasons as to why these are things are happening? Presumably they need to be like, oh, we're sorry, this blah, blah, blah went on. And that's why this has happened. No, they never give a reason really. They just say, um, we noticed an error was made or something with the description <laughs> of the pack. Say. It was, well, it would be like, it would be like the pack description was wrongly listed. It should have said this, um, impacted players. I, don't, I actually don't think they even apologize. They'll just go impacted players will be compensated in the coming days. Um, they'll, they'll just say that they know the error is there and, um, something might happen. That's pretty much it. Um, but it's funny because we're saying all this and at 6 p.m. I'll be straight back onto FIFA. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's and opening some packs probably. So. I think it's a captive audience though, isn't it? Like you yeah. say, like this year, we're not going to have a FIFA 24 because obviously they're still looking around at developers and what have you, but we are going to have um, EA Sports FC. So even if, you know, stuff's going on um, that does go wrong, no one's, again, the whole Stockholm syndrome of I'm still playing Warzone, no one's going to be like, you know what, I'm going to go and play Pairs or whatever the other football games that exist out there now. They'll probably stick with it for a year. Um, FIFA themselves have got a really big opportunity to step up to the plate and actually provide some measure of competition to EA now that they've split because EA has obviously helped them build that brand over the years. So if a good FIFA game came out next year, it was the same kind of thing it would split the fan base, right? People wouldn't be like, I'm not going to play that. Like if it was yeah. a good game, of course they would. So they're the only people right now that can pose any threat to EA. And especially if, because I think when mistakes happen in a lot of other games, you get developers coming on, tweeting and being like, oh, you know, we're sorry, blah, blah, blah. And an apology goes a long way when you upset people to sort of smooth some feathers down. So if you're not even getting that measure of consideration, like you say, Lewis, plays are feeling disrespected. Um, and you don't have that level of customer service if you want. Um, if you came out with a good game next year with FIFA slapped on the box, that was a very loud slap, with FIFA slapped on the box <laughs> and it was good, uh, you know, why you might just go back to FIFA, right? Why would you, yeah. if EA keeps making the same mistakes and this game looks half decent, you've played FIFA before, you're very familiar with EA, obviously the EA stuff, but why would you stick with EA Sports? So yeah. I think they're going to have to sort their stuff out before next year. Um, and I think it's all on FIFA to find a half decent developer so maybe that's why they've taken so long so looking at the shopping around looking for people but i think that's the only people that can really pose a threat simply based on the brand name i would i would guess yeah absolutely this was the the tweet at 2 53 a.m bst uh right when everyone's active on twitter um <laughs> uh, they the community team of the season upgrade sbc description has been updated to reflect the inclusion of community team of the season moments player items so there wasn't any like we made an error uh you know this was incorrect it was just it's been updated nothing happened as you were players complete completed this SBC and re received a team of the season's moment player item prize this update will receive its community team of the season player item in the coming days um there's a lot of replies to that yeah, tweet so what, what's the date on that one sorry <laughs> that's the 4th of may okay and if you scroll up to i think some of the most recent tweets you'll see that it's finally just come out um yeah it's this it's one here good. and 22nd yeah, of may 
Yeah. This issue is issue has been addressed and impacted players who meshes in game. Thank you for the thanks for the patience. But they said come in days and they didn't give it. And it's just like, you know, if you were gonna to go to a shop yeah. and you see how many tweets you scrolled past to get to that one. It's not like they weren't silent. These are all their mistakes. Media. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, no, it's also that they're they're still addressing stuff. They just didn't yeah. address that for a month, even though or three weeks, even though they said coming days. They never gave yeah. an update being like, Oh, by the way, um, we're still working on this issue. It will be resolved soon. They just didn't even acknowledge it. And I think that's quite bad that they just went about yeah. their business normal. And every reply, I think, so most of those tweets in between was saying, where's the community team this season? Uh, yeah. Upgrade uh, compensation. Where's that? Where's this? Yeah. They used to, uh, they used, their developers used to talk a lot more. They used to have specific community managers that were active on social media that answered questions and, engage with players and all that kind of stuff but um uh they, they now no longer exist because they got so much abuse from the community that they had to sort of step away from 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 that community and it just didn't work because people people abuse and which is really wrong mm. so yeah. it feels like that's been a, a step back in the communication the communication has, has felt a bit mismatched and i know they have they have the friday top bins don't they where they talk about the content and stuff but very rarely do they talk about issues and stuff and yeah. talking about conspiracy theories this was a conspiracy theory that went round which is sort of um which is sort of uh which is basically people thought the suspicion for a long time is that when new items come out they nerf older items to make you buy the new ones mm-hmm. and some players noticed that the players they did have had these like injuries built into their players so they thought oh maybe that's how they nerf them so they had to come out and be like some player items can display an incorrect injury status when viewed in the companion and web apps why does that exist anyway yeah so the fact that you couldn't actually view it yeah yeah but you you couldn't view it in game when you were playing with your players the only way you could view it is in like the third the very bottom of the set uh bio pages of the players on the on your phone like it's sneaky yeah. and it does feel like they're trying to hide it by putting yeah. it only on the web app and it's an injury trait, which had never been a thing before. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, just scrolling through this. It's like these realize have incorrect descriptions in game, like two words, quality control. If they had mm. one person sitting in their content team being like, okay, before anything goes out, it comes through me, right? If there's one person is doing quality control, this would not happen, but it just feels like everything's just being pushed out or rushed out or whatever. Um, but I mean, we've, we've talked about this for, for years. It feels like, uh, yeah. it feels like at this point, uh, Lewis, I just think um, it will be really interesting to see how competitors can try and take advantage of a situation if, yeah. if EA were to make these mistakes in the AFC. Because the last time I can remember any competitor for even a moment having the edge over FIFA was, I think, I want to say like 2016 17. There was a period where content creators, especially on YouTube, were going to PEZ and they were yeah. opening packs on PEZ. Uh, and it was, I say, two, three months straight where that actually was a competitor to FIFA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think the game Pez wasn't very good at the time. So it quickly went back to FIFA again. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if it reaches that stage again when all these new games come out. I feel like as well now, content creators can easily be sponsored by games so they can start covering yeah. games. If all these content creators start playing, say, UFL or Goals when that comes out, that could easily draw an audience in. So. Yeah. 
it's going to be really interesting to see how how these competitors deal with the AFC. Yeah, but they're very clever though. EA, they've got the biggest streamers are on there. They call it the creator program, don't they? Now there was yeah. something different mm. before. It was like, um, what was it before? Was it game changers or something? Game like that. changers, but they've changed it now to create creators now. Um, so they get the biggest FIFA streamers. They pay them so that they almost can't then criticize them because they're they're afraid of that yeah. getting pulled from them. And one of the and biggest they... ones, Bateson. Um, he spent thousands like in events and stuff. He spent thousands on one in one go sometimes trying to get these items. And he actually says to his stream, like, I'm doing this so you don't have to. Don't don't buy it. But even doing that, people will still do it. Like the fact that you're saying that, it's not gonna change anything. So um no. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, just tie, tie into the gambling stuff. There's a streamer called Train who uh, yeah. says, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Yeah. He does gambling streams basically, but he's like, oh, don't do it. It's terrible. It ruined my life. And then proceeds to gamble. Um, and he gets millions of dollars from, um, again, a lot of these streamers do, from the company that they want to stake, I think it potentially yeah, is called. Stake. Yeah, they um, do loads yeah. of stuff like that, yeah. Right, um, but they've been given the money to spend in the first place. And just yeah. saying to people, don't do what I'm doing, like, that's not going to put anybody off at all, yeah. really. And again, with the money with the FIFA, I'm, I'd be curious to know whether those streamers are spending their own money or whether they're being compensated or whether EA... I don't think they would. I'm not going to go as far as to speculate above and beyond that. <laughs> but yeah, that's just something. Yeah, and ju- just to put a note in that as well, that EA Sports refute any claims that FIFA Ultimate Team includes gambling, uh, gambling in there. Um, yeah, and that loot boxes. There's a whole about that. Yeah, yeah. That was that, sorry, loot... that was just an analogy I was drawing. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. I'm just <laughs> putting it in there. Just EA Sports, if you're listening, I'll just add that in there. Don't worry, guys. Calm down. It's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously the loot box situation. Um, it's been banned in a number of countries now, and the, the UK government did look at it at one point. But instead of doing anything, they were like, you know what? It's up to the publishers, which is great because the publisher is going to do the right thing so thank you cheers i think they've Appreciate had to that. be made to have more transparency with regards to you know the chances of things probabilities like that, yeah, that, yeah yeah but what yeah sports have done cleverly on some is they've just put less than one percent so oh <laughs> oh great so that's good so you don't know it might be 0.0001 percent mm. you don't know so yeah. that's good but we'll yeah i think that zero yeah they have done certain things like they've put like parental controls they've put you can only buy a certain amount per day but like it's so easy to just turn that off like if you Mm. wanted to turn it off you could just turn it off so um it doesn't go far enough in my opinion but uh tom uh, in the chat says in an age where there is so many ways to communicate with the audience communication with live service developers is somehow so scarce and minimal make it make sense yeah we've seen this with call of duty as well um Sorry to keep coming back and Call of Duty, but this is just a game that that I play that's sort of a similar experience that I'm having with FIFA in that the communication you do get, it's just everything's like cloak and dagger all the time and you just you don't really know where whether you're coming and going with it and what's being added and why. Sometimes you'll get a brand new feature and you'll be like, why is that added? Who wants that? Um, so yeah, it's it's all. Uh, I feel like we're we're going into like a, a bad note, but it's just it's just a shame that that companies like this have to make these many mistakes, I suppose, uh, do better for EA Sports FC. Uh, and then we'll all enjoy the game together. Um, and talking of enjoyment, I've enjoyed this today's podcast very much. So thank you very much for both being on the podcast today. <laughs> Lovely um, segue. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Shabana, Lewis, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, really appreciate you your time. 
Um, you'll catch us later on this evening. We'll be live streaming the PlayStation Showcase. Myself and Shabani, so you've got an Xbox and a PlayStation uh, person streaming it together. So that'll be really interesting because I'm really excited. And I'm sure Shabana is as well. So you'll be able to watch us, our reaction as well as the games 7.45, as well, bit of a pre-show, right? Eight, so are we going live an hour no, and a quarter before? No, 8.45, ignore me. I am not thank definitely you. not going live. <laughs> <laughs> you can before. if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, thank you. 8.45, we'll be streaming it. It starts oh, yeah. at 9, nine <laughs> o'clock BST, so we'll, we'll be there for that. Uh, so make sure you get uh, get subscribed and get those bell notifications on so you don't miss our stream. But thank you so much for watching. Thanks, Lewis, as well, for coming in, talking all, all yeah. the A-Sports FC. Really appreciate it. And we've had a, it's a brand new lineup yet again, which is good. Uh, we've never had this lineup on, so it's great to see new faces on on the pod all the time but uh, thanks so much everyone for for watching this week's podcast um we'll see you next week uh on the mirror gaming walkthrough see you later bye-bye bye